Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Retirement Clinic is on WISM Milwaukee, WIBA Madison. Good morning and welcome. Jeff Kowal is your host, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Jeff, good morning to you. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm ready to go. How are you? <laughs> I'm ready to go as well. Actually, I wasn't ready to go. There's always stuff that Behind goes on. Behind the scenes, it's chaotic, right? Running around, getting stuff to drink in the, in the kitchen, coffee and water. All good. But we're good. Yeah, we're good to go. We are here, first off, to provide you with retirement information, but also to answer your questions. So if you've got any retirement-related question, that includes a lot of things. Social Security. How about your 401k plan? Your IRAs? Rollovers? Uh, some companies offer 401k plans, Jeff. Some don't. And for those that don't, why? Why don't they? Well, most of them do, and I think you're going to see it. For those that don't, a lot of times it's either too small or, or they think it's too small or they think it's cumbersome that there always is a way to install some sort of retirement plan uh, but they got to be aware of it and some just don't think that they make enough money to have a retirement plan yeah. so there are probably a number of different reasons but uh, I think that that's going to change especially with a tightening work environment that right now especially if you don't have a 401k plan if you don't have a company match um, well, certainly a 401k for sure, but then a company match that you're going to be, uh, you're going to lose out on competition for employees uh, because of that. And that's a big deal. Retention of employees, keeping those employees. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm of the opinion that if you got a 401k plan and there's a match, you should be really be taking advantage of it. Absolutely. That. And there's no reason not to take it. We've talked about this in the past. You should at least take advantage and put at least as much money in as the company matches. Um, you know, an ultimate objective would be to max out. So, you know, you can put um, uh, $18,500 into a retirement plan, into a 401k now. And you know, most people can't afford to do that right away. But at least make sure that you keep on increasing the percentage. Even if you start with only 4 or 5%, aggressively increase that every time you have an opportunity. And I like to say every time that you get um, an uh, increase, a raise, at least increase that percentage as well. Go from 5% to 6%, 6% to 7 7 to 8 and so on. It is the right thing to do. It's a tough thing thing to do. Well, I just got a raise and you're saying I got to put that money toward my retirement plan? But if you look at it, even if you get a raise, if, if you increase it by a little bit, chances are you're still going to have more spendable money. I get that. I understand that you know, for a lot of people that are working on a tight budget, that a little bit extra that they get in a, in a raise, and a lot, of, a lot of people haven't gotten raises over the last couple of years, be nice to be able to, to spend that money or bank it. But this is a way to bank it and just do it automatically, electronically, and you'll never miss it. I don't want to get too far off topic, but is wage growth an issue, Jeff? Do you think, I mean, you talked about, we're in a great economy, yeah. low unemployment, right? Everything seems to be cruising along. Yes, there's volatility in the market. We yep. saw that this last week, and as a matter of fact, but things are good. It's a solid economy. 
Is yeah. wage growth an issue? It will become an issue. Uh, and, and companies are going to have to deal with that from a profit standpoint as well, not only from an employee that they've, you know, a lot of times employees feel that they can go uh, job hop. It's a little bit easier to do job hopping because there are more jobs available. However, eventually you, you might run into a company that gets pressed a little bit by um, you know, rising rates, wages, rising interest rates on loans they're taking out, and eventually they may not be able to, to uh uh, keep up with that. Um, so yeah, there's going to be pressure for employees, and, but the benefits are a big part of it. And I think we're going to start seeing some things in addition to uh, 401ks, matches for 401ks. I think pensions are going to start coming back, that you're going to see a little bit of a resurgence in that over the next couple of years. Pensions had gone away. They're very expensive to do for companies and the administration of it. What that says is that and a lot of them are defined benefit pension plans. What that means is that when you retire, you'll get a thousand dollars a month. Um, you know, those are very expensive to monitor, to maintain. You need actuaries to is do it, the calculations. Just to the south of us, Illinois ran into trouble. Oh, they her? still, yeah. And like the state of Wisconsin, ours is pretty much fully funded thanks to Governor Walker. Um, and everybody remembers the Tom Amon County Executive years you when bet. we ran into our pension. Absolutely. Problems. And yeah, you're right. Illinois is still having some problems with theirs. They're just not addressing the issue. And I think that that's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. That's a good point. Um, okay, Jeff, here's the deal. Let's open up phone lines. I want questions. Your questions are welcome. You can call 799-1130. WISN's toll-free number, WIBA Madison as well. We are on 800-838-9476. That's 800-838-WISN. And again, everybody else, it's 799-1130, 414-799-1130. You can call in with any question about you and your retirement. Are you behind? Do you have to play catch-up? Are you on track? When do you retire? That's a big question, Jeff. Absolutely. When do I retire? We're talking about that this week, actually, on some of our shows. You know, Is that right? I, it, first off, can you afford to? And if you can afford to, do you want to? Yes. Well, there, there are a lot of issues. Boy, you just opened up a whole can of worms here. <laughs> because can you and do you want to? And then what do you do in retirement? If you haven't made plans to do something in retirement, what do you do? Some people are identified by their work and they enjoy working. I guess I would be... Uh, one of those that I enjoy I, working. I don't, I, think I don't want to get personal here, Jeff. You probably could retire if you you don't want to retire. Right. Yeah, you I'm like sure what I you could. do. I, yeah, I could. But I, I enjoy what I'm doing, and I why wouldn't I do it? And again, God's given me the ability to do this. We reach out to a lot of people. Why not do it for as long as I possibly can? Uh, so that's my intent. But I understand when people want to pull the pin early. But the thing that worries people is like what's been happening over the last several weeks. What happens if the day that you and all of our clients think this, the day that they retire is the day the market's going to tank? You know, it's going to go down 20%. The market is just waiting for me to retire. <laughs> and then it's going to take. You know, we believe, and Aaron, just if you can go, uh, uh, I think we sent it out to our clients. I don't know that it's on our website. But Aaron did a great video this last week uh, about an update of the market and how uh, we feel that you know a lot of people don't realize that two-thirds of the companies on the S&P 500 were down more than 10%. They were already in correction territory. And you're wondering, how come the market's going up and my account's going down? So that was a big part of it. That And now we, you know, we're in correction territory in, in a lot of areas. Um, um, and a lot of people think that that's going to happen to them as soon as as uh, they retire. We think that this is going to recover pretty quickly, by the way. You're not talking about a recession at all. Not, no, not yet. Yeah, um, uh, correction, perhaps, but not not. The recession. Correction since World War II, it's happened on average every 18 months. Since World War II, 
on average every 18 months. But that means on average, it takes four months to recover. A correction is when the market goes down between 10% and 20%. Think of that, 70 years it's been. So, yep. I mean, and markets are cyclical. We tend to see the same things repeat themselves. Yep. Now, we went four and a half years without one. Then we had them back to back in 2015, August of 2015, February of 2016, February of 2018. So, that's on average, we have it every 18 months. Uh, but again, on average, it takes about four months to recover. So, a lot of them, like the, the one that's in that we're in right now, the correction, uh, we feel it's going to recover fairly quickly. Jeff, uh, callers are welcome. You've got a lot of stories and topics we're going to get to. We have the sexy segment, a feature every week in the second half of the show. We're going to get to that. It's about wealth uh, management and preservation. Also, backing up the old elevator speech. How many locations now? Four locations. The old elevator speech? (laughs) What is this part of the retirement clinic? I'm not sure exactly what we're talking about. Okay. You're in an elevator. You've got... 20 seconds with a stranger. You know, I've heard that for 30 years, right. 35 years, and I still don't. I still suck you don't, at that. You don't have one. <laughs> no, but we do have No, four. you should say, just Google me. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the kowalway.com. K-O-W-A-L, the kowalway.com. It talks about our values, talks about why we do what we do, and talks about how you're most important. We've always put our clients first. Uh, but I guess that would be our elevator speech, I guess, you know, saying that we, we've always put our clients first. We look at the people are close to already in retirement with $750,000 or more in retirement assets. It's serious about the retirement plan. Your, your specialty is retirement. That's a niche. That's, That's right. And do. we're looking uh, for a long time, lifelong relationships with our clients and to, you know, to, to get through the ups and downs of the markets and the ups and downs of your uh, retirement. And like you said, sometimes you don't know what you're going to do in retirement and you certainly don't want to go back 15 years from now because it may a slight miscalculation in your numbers. Uh, you know, you don't want to retire at 65 and then have to go back at 75 because the yeah. numbers were wrong. Uh, and your locations, Waukesha, the world headquarters for the Kowal Investment Group. Right. You're also in Madison, uh, in Middleton. You are in Port Washington in office. I was in Port Washington last night for dinner. Beautiful did you, did you drive past our glorious office. Yes, <laughs> did of course. You see? <laughs> yes, of course I did. I was. Uh, it's all the the downtown area. You're right in that little right. area. I mean, Port's not that big, and it's got the Maria. It's it's, it's a yeah, beautiful downtown. Yeah, some really good dining establishments as well. I won't give anybody a free plug, but very good places. Uh, so and Phoenix and soon to be in Racine. Is that right? I didn't know about that. No, it, in Phoenix, Arizona, you're going to be in Racine. Yeah. It's this right by Foxconn. Yeah, well, it's not open yet, so it's, it's coming soon. You can, you're giving us a sneak peek. Yeah. <laughs> this is big news. All right, and, and going back to your elevator speech, how would you finish it off? Just go to my website, thekowalway.com. Okay, before we take calls, Jeff, we usually begin with a story or two. Uh, that, that's been in the news this last week or two. Well, I was just in... San Diego. Actually, I got back late last night. I was in right? San Diego for two days. Ed Slot has. Uh, I'm part of Ed Slot's uh, Elite IRA Advisor Program. So this is uh, Ed Slot's the uh, premier um, authority on retirement plans, retirement plan distributions. Um, and so I, I, I participate actively, participate in that. We want to make sure Paul Schaefer does in our office and, um, you know, our whole office from top to bottom, we talk retirement planning. Well, we have to know what we're talking about. So we go for advanced training there. Um, and just make sure we keep up with our education. This is an Ed Slot, and I want to get to a couple things that were at the conference, at the, yeah, the, 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 the conference, whatever you want to call it. But this is one that was a slot report. It says, time to roll over your employer plan. Know your options. Um, Beverly uh, Devaney wrote this. 
from uh, Ed Slot's organization. For years, we saw and heard the commercials. Roll over your 401k to an IRA. They suggested that this was the only option for you, but it was not the only option. It might not be the best option for you. There are six, yes, six options, and you should at least consider them. One is do a rollover to an IRA. Yep, there are many benefits to this option. Tax-free transaction. So when you do roll that over, you aren't paying any taxes on that. But then you have more flexibility with your distributions. You have more flexibility with investment choices. Um, and you don't, you know, rather than just getting an 800 number, um, you know, Ed Slot played interesting when I was out there yesterday because he said, you know, you have an 800 number that you call with Fidelity, Vanguard, somebody sure. else. And he said, you know, when you call us, Co-op Investment Group, we care about what we just talked about. And, you know, if you're, if you're worried about, we worry about, we take it home with us. You know, we, we care about our client situation. He says you call up the 800 number at some of these places. They don't remember you even called 10 minutes after you hung up with them. So it's, it's, it's a dramatic difference. So anyway, you can roll it over from your, from your 401k to an IRA. Well, and you usually have to go through all the automated steps. Press yeah, two, uh, press three, and I hate that. And you don't know who's on the other end. You don't know if they're really a, a, a retirement specialist. They don't know you from or, Adam. Or if they're the operator on duty at that time. Right, right. <laughs> so, so you never know for sure. But next is that you can leave the funds in the company plan. You don't have to do anything to accomplish this. The plan may hold life insurance that you cannot replace. An employer plan has um, has credit protection. Um, if you're still working, you may be able to delay your required minimum distributions. Um and also, if you separate from service in the year you turn 55 or later, there's no uh, early penalty. So there are s- some reasons to leave money in the plan, especially if you're between age 55 and 59 and a half. Next is roll your plan funds to plan of a new employer. Benefits is option. Um, you know, I guess in my opinion, especially if you're younger and you think you might need to to borrow off of that, that would be a reason to do that, to mm. roll over to a new employer's plan. Um, you, you, we need to take a break. Are we good? I was going to take a phone call real quick, oh, okay. but we also sure. got to seek in a break. Yeah, Spencer, do we have to break first? You know the clock better than we do. I think we do, right? I'm going to be really nice here. We're going to take a call. Good. We we don't have much time, but let's get to Oconomowoc and May, who's been hanging on for a while. Hi, May. Oh, hi. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question, and I've been tracking the markets a little bit, and I know we're just basically in ter- correction territory and a lot of the other economies are basically bear markets now well that eventually could take us down and my question is um if we do go into a bear territory like we did in 2000 2007 where's the best place to allocate our money uh i'm a younger baby boomer so we need to keep our assets safe for so i want to see what was the best you know well that's interesting rotate into yeah Uh, and i know commodities might start to pick up now so well, you say that you're a younger baby boomer, then I would be careful not to be too conservative. You don't want to, especially as a younger baby boomer, and, and I joke about this, you could screw up and live a long time. Then what do you do? So this could be an opportunity of a lifetime if indeed we go back to 2007 and 2008, right, those types right. of things. There are some short-term uh, uh, and some ultra-short-term bond funds, which may be a good right. place to go. You can always put it in cash or CDs. Now with right, interest rates going up. 
Yeah, uh, money markets. I would make sure, especially as a young baby boomer, that I would keep a certain amount of money in the market. You don't know whether this is going to be that time when the market's going to go down to 2007, 2008 uh, correction territory, bear market territory. You don't know that. Um, and I would say that with the tax law the way it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably went up too fast, too too far, too fast, and pulled back now. But I think this may be a great opportunity, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't get too conservative. Short-term bond mm-hmm. funds, CDs, money market funds okay. are always relatively safe places to be. But I would make sure that you continue to watch it and keep money in the market, uh, especially mm-hmm. as young baby boomer. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for the call. Thank you, May. Good question. And if you've got questions like May, retirement questions for the Retirement Clinic, Jeff Kowal. We'll be right back after this break. We're going to get to the sexy segment coming up as well. More retirement news for you. The number to call is 799-1130 or toll-free 800-838-9476. He's the president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. We talk a lot about big things business owners can do to prepare for retirement. And so this time we'll talk about a few small things owners can do to get ready for when they transition out of the business. While some of these are geared towards business owners, some are appropriate for anybody, like the first one. Decide how much you want to save each month. Ideally, as a rule of thumb, you'd want to be saving 15% of what you take home. However, that's not entirely feasible right away. Ease into it. Maybe start with a few percent a month and then increase by 1% or 2% every year until you reach the goal. Life insurance is an important piece of the picture when it comes to retirement. Plan out the life insurance correctly and it can help fund an income tax-free retirement. Additionally, a small business owner should have at least 10 times their annual net income in life insurance to help their family have a successful retirement should something happen. Next, the SEP IRA could be a huge benefit for a business owner and help finance retirement. The SEP IRA is defined as a simplified employee pension and gives business owners an opportunity to contribute to their employees' retirement in addition to their own. The startup and maintenance costs of a SEP IRA are much lower than a traditional 401k, profit sharing, or pension plan, and are much easier to administer as well. Last is key person insurance. While it's a good idea to have personal insurance to help your family if you're to pass away, key person insurance can help with the continuity of the business if someone who is crucial to to the business passes away. If any of these are a concern for you, let's discuss and get the planning done and see if any of these might be right for you and your company. That is Aaron Kowal. That is the Boss Minute. We'll just explain that real quickly. Business Owner Savings and Security. It's an acronym. The Boss Minute. We do this every week. And Jeff, that's just a reminder for business owners that they need a retirement plan just like us. But there are a lot of things to address in there. Life insurance, uh, long-term care, uh, retirement planning, all those things that especially if you're relying on your business to provide those types of things for you and your family, you want to make sure that you have it planned properly. So, Do you have some business owners that are clients of yours, Jeff, that you look at and go, 
you're you're okay. You've got so much money tied up in your business that when you do sell that business, you really don't need a retirement plan. That's a loaded question. There's no, there's none that I can say that to because I like to have diversification, and I think that you should at least, even regardless of how big your business is, um, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Just like with our first caller, what happens if your economy, your business is one of those that's affected by the economy or it's just taken out. We've seen whole businesses like Sears, Toys R Us, taken out. Just gone. Just gone. The value of your business today, you have no idea in 10 years what it's going to be like. That's right. So it makes sense to diversify. It makes sense to have a retirement plan, especially if you're looking at your business to help fund that retirement plan. Yeah. And there's a lot of small mom and pop businesses that might say, I, can't, I just can't afford that, Jeff. I'm worried about making payroll and things like that. Well, that's where you come in. That's where you work with them. Exactly. Figure it, figure it out. Yeah. Right. And you always tell me this, and I never understood that. Say when everybody, when when my parents used to say, "Pay yourself first. And you said you always yep. bring that up. My grandpa. And, and I never bring that up because I never understood that. Now, of course, I do, but I never understood that growing up. It's like, but it's I get, you know, I get my paycheck. So yeah. Of course, I'm paid first. That, that, they're paying me. What do you mean, pay myself first? Yeah. Boy, he preached that to me, and it was well after he passed away that I I started understanding what he meant. Yeah, I'm finally starting to understand it now. Save it. (laughs) Put money aside before you go spending it on all the fun stuff, you know, or whatever. If you got extra money, save. Save, save, save. And you can't save enough. And that was his point to me. So good advice. And especially, Jeff, if you're out there right now, if you're coming out of high school, coming out of college, and you get your first job, and they do offer that 401k, you get you. Got to jump on that. What do they say? You're going to jump on that like a fat kid on a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not politically correct, and I am a, a little overweight, so it's like... Then you can say it. <laughs> yeah, so that... but that's... Jump on it like a fat kid all over a cookie. I love that. I'm no, sorry. It's that's, not, that's funny. It's not. But that's how that's how you should treat the 401k plan. That's the cookie. Jump, that's the cookie. You got to jump on that and make sure that you're in that with both feet and... Put your whole face in it. <laughs> I love it, Jeff. You know, we are we are way too sensitive nowadays. We need to lighten up. We need to joke more. <laughs> yeah. joke yet. Everybody's worried about offending everybody. Come on. It's a cookie. <laughs> We're talking about a cookie and a fat kid. It's funny. All right. Let's get back to retirement talk. You've got a few more stories, Jeff. We also have the sexy segment coming up um, uh, rather quickly. And then more calls as well. So if you want to call, we've taken a couple so far, but we get lines open right now. It's advice from Jeff Kowal. 799-1130 gets you through. What's your next topic? Well, this is back to the, that article because we talked about your options with regard to uh, rolling over your, your employer plan and should you do it. The first was do a rollover to an IRA because you roll over your 401k to an IRA. Um, again, because you, you, you get personal service, you have more investment choices. Next is to leave the money in the plan. And again, especially if you're... Uh, if there's a potential that you could retire between the age of 55 and 59 and a half, that is a huge advantage to leave your money in that plan. Do not take it out of there or do not take uh, some of it out of there because you can take it out without penalty out of a 401k. If you roll into an IRA, you have to pay penalties if you're under age 59 and a half. Next is roll your plan funds in the plan of your new employer. And what I was talking about before the last break was that in, in that case, 
let's say that you're younger. Let's say you're building up your, your 401k. If you think that there's any chance that you're going to need that money for a loan, if you roll that money out into an IRA, you, there are no loan privileges in an IRA. So that's a reason to keep it into your new with your new employer yeah. because you can have loan provisions on that. So if you need it for college education, for a home, for other things, you can pull the money out of the plan a lot easier. Next is take a lump sum distribution. With this option, you take a total taxable distribution of all your plan funds. Um, if you need the funds for pressing immediate financial needs, that's a reason to do it. Otherwise, there's no, there's usually no reason to do it because um, you get tax time, especially if you have a couple hundred thousand there. You definitely don't want to take it out as a lump sum because you're going to get creamed in taxes. Next, do a Roth IRA conversion. All the employer plan funds can be converted directly to a Roth IRA. This is a key. Any after-tax funds in the plan can be converted tax-free to a Roth IRA. A lot of times companies were able to, you could put after-tax contributions, you could put excess contributions into your plan um, after tax. That's a great way to grab that money, throw it into a Roth. Once you combine it and, and don't segregate it into a Roth, then you have what's called exclusion ratio. It's just a headache. So if you, you can roll that money into a Roth, do it, do it, do it. Next is use in-plan Roth conversions. Funds inside an employer plan can be converted to a plan uh, Roth account if the plan offers a Roth feature. So just take a look at do, doing that. Uh, a lot of times your best option is for an, to roll the money into an IRA with with us, of course. Hey, Jeff. But I that just, may not be the best option. Can we just – I know this happens a lot, but some people still – Myself included, we need to be reminded what's the difference between a Roth and a regular IRA? There's well, one distinction. Yeah, there's there's a number of distinctions, but the biggest one is that with a, a traditional IRA or a traditional 401k, you don't pay taxes up front. You either get a tax deduction in an IRA or it's not included on your income tax in your traditional 401k. In a Roth 401k and a Roth IRA, if you put $5,000 into your 401k or $5,000 into your IRA, your Roth IRA or your Roth 401k, you pay taxes on that $5,000 up front, but then it grows tax-free forever. So for a lot of people now, especially now that we've got tax cuts and the tax cuts are set to, the individual tax cuts are set to expire in 2025, it may make a lot of sense to put at least some of your money into a Roth 401k. That's the Trump tax plan, right? They yes. will expire in 2025. Yes. Yeah. The, the corporate tax cuts were made permanent, but the individual tax cuts are uh, set to expire in 2025. And there's really no political incentive for, for one side to help the other side to make those permanent. So they're not going to get together Especially on Especially right now. Yep. Things seem to be a little bit... Uh, a little testy. <laughs> just a little bit in there, Washington. There's not going to be a lot of cooperation. On yeah, but there. couldn't you envision, let's say Trump wins in 2020 and he's back for four more years, that he comes up with another tax plan? I mean, is that out of the question? Well, he's talking about doing a 10% middle class tax cut. So he's, okay. it's already on the table uh, from the, to, for them to do that. Again, that's going to be something that, well, we'll see if that's made permanent. But, yeah, there's no incentive. But that's why you know, with the Roth, even though you have to pay taxes on it now, it grows tax-free forever. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to take out required minimum distributions from it once you hit age 70 and a half, which you, is a You big, don't have do not. to, but you do with your 401K. Correct. With your 401K and with your traditional 401K and your IRA, you do have to take required minimum distributions unless you're still working. That's a different issue. But... Uh, you have to take required minimum distributions. A lot of times those required minimum distributions will cause you to pay higher uh, Medicare premiums, 
cause you to push in or potentially push you into higher tax brackets. So the Roth IRA, so much benefit to them. It's not for everybody. You got to look at your own situation. But for a lot of people, it's a great thing to do. Number here is 799-1130. We're at WIS in Milwaukee, also on a W. IBA in Madison. There's an office in Middleton, obviously in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona. Soon to be Racine. We'll get more details coming up with Jeff in the next few weeks, I'm sure, as you unveil that yes. new location. The website, you want to check out the Kowalway.com. The Kowalway.com. One question real quickly, Jeff, I want to sneak in before we break. With recent volatility in the markets, just my experience, friends, coworkers, family, some people that when they see a 10% Correction, that would be a correction, right? Right. Get a little panicky. Yep. Do I go to cash? Do I move things around? What do I do with my 401k? Oh my gosh, I just checked the balance and it's down. Yeah. And we get a lot of that. What's your advice? Well, everybody's different and you have to look at your own situation and your own risk tolerance. So there's no one pad answer. But there was a great answer a couple of years ago when uh, it was uh, uh, sequestration. And uh, the uh, uh, Jeff South, who's the chief investment advisor, and this was at the end of the year, a couple of years ago. And he came out with an email about two weeks before the end of the year. And he says, sometimes the best thing to do is nothing. And there was a sign up that I saw, hurry up, do nothing. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes if you like your allocation, if, you, if you're if you okay with it, you know, we, just, we had a correction in 2000 and, um uh, August of 2015, February of 2016, the market recovered very nicely. No guarantee it's going to happen the same way now, but I'm pretty optimistic that, the, again, with, with President Trump's tax cuts, um, people are spending their full employment. Yeah. People have money to spend. We're retail, spending the money. Retail sector should be good. Investors don't like uncertainty. And yeah. with the elections, we have a lot of uncertainty. The midterms and coming the up. Midterm you're elections, yeah. yeah. And even it doesn't matter who wins or loses for the most part. Uh, Aaron, again, this is that video that Aaron put out. It's again he, the uncertainty. We don't know who's yes. going to be, con- in, you know, controlling Correct. the House, controlling the Senate. We know Trump's going to be in the White House, but the rest is uncertain right. until November seventh. But the midterm elections, there is some history with this. Again, I got a caution: is just because it's happened this way twenty out of the last twenty-one midterms elections doesn't mean it's going to happen this time now. But uh, Aaron Kowal, my son, his video, uh, at, I think it may be at the com. You might want to check it out just to see if it's there. If not, call our office because he a did a right really now. good job with that. But anyway, he said he looked at 20 out of the last 21 midterm elections. And he said from the one month before to two months after, so this 90-day period, in each of those, the market has gone down to start with. And during that three-month period, including the downturn, on average, 20 out of the last 21 times, the average is 8% growth during that three-month period of time. The worst one, I think he said, was in 1976 or 1978. I don't remember which was the midterm. I think it was 78 was the midterm then, where it was down 4% during that three-month period. So the one month before to two months after the election. But then it rebounds after it that. It rebounds very quickly because, again, investors don't like uncertainty. We have certainty. Then heading into the end of the year, hoping for a Santa Claus rally. I mean, there are a lot of positive things. Again, lower taxes uh, for companies especially, more money in individuals' pockets because of the tax tax cuts and because they're working the federal so my paycheck jeff i look at the federal taxes i look at my it's definitely better than it was yeah. before and, trump's tax money. and you it look makes at a people are going to be spending money they're positive about it consumer confidence is up these are all the things that point to a strong recovery good stuff 
Good, yeah. ins- good insight, Jeff. <laughs> 799-1130 is our telephone number. We're going to go to the phones, take a call or two. We do have the sexy segment coming up right after the break here in WISN Milwaukee, WIBA in Madison. I'm Paul Cronforst with your host, Jeff Kowal. We go to Jefferson. Let's talk to Barb. Barb, good morning. Hi, Barb. Hey, that was fast. <laughs> we are very quick and on the spot here at WISN. I, I appreciate it. Efficiency, yes. Oh, then Barb will hurry up. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, we've been through a lot since the Great Recession. We lost our home, but now we have a new one. And we don't have a lot in our 401k, but we don't have any debt except our house payment. What's better to concentrate on? Paying off our home for retirement. I'm 58 right now. My husband's 60. Or adding more money to our 401k so we have a lot of money. This is a, for me, it's a pretty easy question. And I have to uh, just say that um, a lot of things make emotional sense and a lot of things make economic sense and both have equal value. Sometimes people sleep like a baby because they have their home paid off. But it's not the right thing to do, especially with lower interest rates. In my opinion, you're better off having a 30-year mortgage, having, putting the least that you can into paying that off and aggressively save uh, money in your retirement plans. Because once you retire, you can't take income out of your mortgage or out of your house. You can take income out of your retirement plan. So if you had $12,000 that you're going to put into a 401k or $12,000 you're going to put into your house, I would much rather see you put it into a 401k, Roth 401k if you can, because then all that money will come out tax-free. But there, the, in my mind, there's no question that you do not pay off the home, especially if you're a little bit behind in, in uh, saving for retirement, aggressively save for retirement. It's the same thing with Social Security. A lot of times I'll tell people to take Social Security early. Again, it's not for everybody, but you can't. You can pass on assets in your 401k. If you have to take money from or your IRA, if you have to take money from your IRA to live off of. That's money that you could potentially pass on to your heirs. You can't pass on Social Security to your heirs. So grab the Social Security. Same thing with your home. Yeah, we just bought it two years ago, so we're kind of starting over. Yeah, that's not so bad. And that's all the more reason why you have to save aggressively, because if you save enough in there, you can always make the payments on that house well into retirement. So I wouldn't, yeah. obsess, I wouldn't obsess with paying off your home. I would obsess with putting money into your 401k. Okay. I just switched it so my 401k, everything went into the Roth. Good choice. Yeah, I changed it. So is that good? I think it's a great choice. Yeah, again, if you're if you're five, I think the the rule of thumb is that if you're about six years or more away from using the money, uh, it's always a better option. But in my opinion, especially with the tax rates likely to go up in twenty twenty five, if you can put more money into the, into the Roth part of it, I think you're better off. So I think that's a very good choice, Barb. You're heading in the right direction, really. We've made so many mistakes. Ha, but you're doing things right now. Yeah. Yes, we are. There's we encouragement, are. Barb. Yeah. Huh? That's what? encouragement from Jeff. You, I mean, you Thank may have made you. mistakes, but you're doing the right thing. And you're at yeah. work, so you better get back to work. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, keep that job. All right. Don't miss that job. Thank you. Thank you, Barb. Thanks for the call, Barb. Appreciate the call. I mean, I I get what she's saying. I I have talked to so many people that want to pay off their house. I've got five years left. We just want to pay it off so bad. I go, Why? 
Yeah. I, I can understand it from a psychological standpoint that you can walk into retirement yeah. without any debt or without, well, without any debt or especially not a mortgage debt. But again, with interest rates as low and they still are historically low uh, or low by historical standards, uh, I still think that it makes sense to hang on to that debt. And, and where they have been, I mean, we, Jeff, we locked in at a 2.6 rate on a 15-year. Well. That's, that's like, pretty good. I'm sorry, but I don't want to brag, but that's like free money. That is free money. <laughs> I mean, two point six. You know, you can always and and for bar, you know, if you get a raise and if you're maximizing money into the retirement plan, you can always add a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a month to your to pay off the mortgage. You can do it electronically, yep. and that'll reduce the time. But you don't have to obsess with paying it off. If you pay it off a little bit more each month, that's a better way to go, I think, than to pay to to obsess and you know maybe forego putting money into your retirement plan to pay off the mortgage. So focus on that retirement plan. That's the bottom line advice. Barb, thank you. That's a great question because a lot of people are in that same situation. Quick break. WISN, WIBA. This is the Retirement Clinic. Your host, Jeff Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. We're going to turn to the sexy segment when we come back. It is a good one. Stay tuned. It's time, Jeff. The sexy segment. What does this mean? We've been doing this for years, I think, since your show started. That's right. And this show is obviously about retirement, the retirement clinic. That's right. This show is for everybody. This particular segment is the wealth management preservation segment. And this... Uh, is for people with a million dollars or more. And, you know, 15 years ago when we started this segment, we were thinking, ah, that'd be kind of cute, you know, money's sexy, and a million dollars is really sexy if you had that. Uh, but a lot of people still think that they're not millionaires. But if you have a $500,000 home, if you have $500,000 in your retirement plan, you're a millionaire. Uh, if you have a million dollars of life insurance, you're at $2 million. If you have an, get an inheritance or win a lottery or own a business, you may have $10 million, $20 million or more. This segment is for you, and this particular segment is something that people just don't know about. Uh, I was at, I mentioned I was at Ed Slot's thing this last week, and uh, a quirky thing, it's not a quirky thing because a lot of people have inherited IRAs. But there's no law as to whether an, uh, an inherited IRA can be split and divorce. Inherited IRA, Paul. You, uh, I'll, I'll use. I'll, oh, just say my family. Your family. Go ahead. I don't care. My if parents you, are both alive. So okay, but let's, let's say, say you, for example. Let's for example, you have an aunt or uncle that passes away and leaves you five hundred thousand dollars in a retirement plan. Okay. That can be only in your name. It can't be in yours and Dawn's. It's in your name. It's in your inherited IRA. Got it. Because you got it. Yep. And it says, well, what about a, a divorce? What happens? Well, 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 first off, what if we don't get divorced? Just, just go with that first. It's a marital property state. Wouldn't my wife automatically, that's her money too? Well, you would name her as a beneficiary. Well, you would name her as a beneficiary. She may not have the same rights as an inherited you know, inherited IRA. Inheriting okay. a inherited IRA can't be stretched. You can't stretch that. So you have to. There, there are quirky rules with that. Okay, now let's get to what you're okay. talking about. Let's say, Don, hypothetically, Don and I get divorced. Yeah. Uh, can an inherited IRA be split in a divorce? No one knows for sure, but it's already happening. 
<laughs> there is a new phenomenon that may signal a developing trend in future divorce agreements, especially in light of the new alimony rules beginning in 2019. IRAs may play a bigger role in divorce settlements with the pre-tax funds being used to make up for lost alimony deduction. So in 2019, you don't get a tax deduction for alimony. There's no question that IRAs have become a major asset and more of a bargaining chip in divorce, but now we're seeing inherited IRAs being split in divorce. Is it allowable? Neither the tax code nor the regulations ever considered that prospect. So there are no official rulings of this, no IRS guidance, no private letter rulings, not even any court cases that tell us definitively if inherited IRAs can be split. But they're doing it. It's being done anyway. Courts have allowed it. Um, I was going to say, ultimately, it's got to come down to some court ruling on this. But, right? the, but the court has to follow, or it has to fall in line with government regulations. Yeah, the court the can't law. just do whatever they want. Yes. So there's no precedent, and nobody has challenged this yet. Um, and it, but in order to split up in the first place, just like with any IRA, it has to come as part of a court decree. You can't just give it to Dawn or I can't give it to Jane if we split up, which, of course, in both of our cases, that'll never no, happen. No, of course not. <laughs> but if that ever did, it has to be part of a divorce decree, a, a, a divorce agreement to have that IRA split up. That's all in writing by attorneys. That, yes, and then it has to be approved by the court. And then first, when you get the court directive, can you do it on a tax-free basis? Which so just that's... doesn't seem fair. My aunt dies. She gives me $500,000 in an IRA. I get divorced, and I'm supposed to give two hundred fifty grand away to my ex-wife? What they're saying is that you have to come up with some assets to split these. So can you split that that asset? If it's not that, it has to be something else because there has to be an equal split. Oh, she so, could take like my drum collection or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's an old snare drum in the basement. Instead of 250,000 bucks, I'm sure. You know, she's smart enough to know that... Uh, Although that drum is that snare drum may be valuable, That's it's probably right. not worth two or fifty grand. Not even close. Not uh, even two hundred fifty dollars. Anyway, but this is happening when one spouse may have inherited a large large IRA and wants to use part of that to satisfy the agreed property split. So you agree on a property split, but in the past you couldn't do it. You couldn't do an inherited IRA. So just besides the ability to split an inherited IRA in divorce, there's a second issue here. Are an inherited IRAs even part of the marital pot? Kind of what you said. That's my money. Generally, separated property is that which is acquired before the marriage. But if you get a uh, property during marriage, you can lose the status if you commingle any property. Other than these exceptions, property acquired during a marriage is usually marital property. As an example, it can become mixed property if you're taking required minimum distributions from your inherited IRA and you and Dawn go out to dinner using that money. I mean, you can't really... Yeah, but inherited IRAs are a different story. Inherited IRAs cannot be owned jointly. New contributions cannot be made into the account. So that's where a lot of times uh, IRAs get to be mixed money instead of marital property because you're using joint funds yeah. to fund an IRA. So that's how. The, so it, it it just seems like it's a clear case of separate property, but the split must be in, co- in accordance with the divorce decree and transfers trustee to trustee transfer. And so far, nobody has questioned it. Ah, that's 
It really has my wheels spinning right now about all these inheritance <laughs> questions. I've got an answer for this. Just don't get divorced. Yeah, there you go. That's a very good answer. And you never have to worry about it, right? Yeah. That was good, though, Jeff. It always works out that way, though. Uh, inheritance plays into a big part of many people's retirement plans. Yeah. You've talked about this in the past, but do you really want to count on it? Well, I'm assuming my aunt's going to leave. I'm assuming mom and dad are going to leave me. You really shouldn't assume. Right. You shouldn't plan on that. Plan for your own successful yeah. retirement. And if you get that, that's a big bonus. That's a bonus, yeah. That's a great way to approach it. Okay. Uh, that's a very sexy segment. We'll be right <laughs> back. Except for the divorce part. That's not sexy. We'll be right back. WISN and WIBA. It's the Retirement Clinic, hosted by Jeff Kowal. This week's Retirement Clinic is coming to a close on WIBA and WISN. So, Jeff, as we... And good questions. Thank you for all the calls today. Yeah, really good. As we wrap it up, how do I reach out to the Kowal Investment well, Group? Well, again, if you're close to a radio retirement, our, our team from top to bottom, we all talk about the same thing. We all talk about retirement planning. Uh, call us at 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. Our international toll-free number is 877 877- Five six zero forty forty, and that works in Madison too, I guess. Middleton, yeah, Middleton. And really, the easy way to schedule an appointment with us for initial consultation is free. Is to go online at thekowalway dot com, k o w a l, thekowalway dot com, and request an appointment. And Heather go back to you right away. And don't forget Monday through Friday on both stations, market updates, business reports done Monday through Friday by the Kowal Investment Group. Have a great weekend, Jeff. Thanks, you too, Paul. We'll be back next week on both stations, WIBA Madison, WISN Milwaukee.